Yo, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Let's Rock Podcast. I am your host, Philosophical. And I am your co-host, Jay Echo. What's good? How you feeling? Once again, once again, we have a great illustrious host. Uh, she's brand new to the show. Really appreciate her taking time to be on with us, Ms. Shante Jackson. She is a social entrepreneur, a leader, and also an author. Thank you, Ms. Shante Jackson, for coming on the show with us. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for Welcome. having me. Thank you. Thank you. Philosophical and Jay Echo. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to our discussion. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Um, we, uh, we, we're going to get right into it. Um, Ms. Shante Jackson recently came out with a book, uh, as, I, as I stated a couple of seconds ago, she is an author, uh, The Resilience of a Woman. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about a lot of the resilience, not only in a woman, but the resilience of a man in, in different situations and relationships, marriages, and even dating, and even as a person in general. Um, we'll start off. We'll start off with you, Shante. Uh, can you kind of, you know, give us a little bit a taste of into your journey, kind of the resilience from a woman's perspective? Okay, so um, again, everyone, my name is Shanta Jackson, and um, I am the author of The Resilience of a Woman. I'm also the author of um, a guided journal called The Journal of a Woman with Lived Experiences. And um, first, I think I want to maybe just talk about like what is resilience, right? Like, let's just mm -hmm. set a foundation so, so that we all have a clear understanding. So resilience is your ability to go through something and essentially you bounce back mm. it's not like you just bounce back and brush it off like nothing ever happened but it's your ability to and, and i think in the, the process of being resilient is to and that bouncing back is to acknowledge what whatever that hurdle was in your life whether it's a relationship whether it's a, a life event whether it's the death of someone a breakup the loss of finance whatever it, the issue is right to to at least acknowledge it that it happened and and acknowledge and find a way to kind of process and so that way you can be truthful with yourself you can start your healing your transformation and then you come out you come back out you know even stronger and to where you can get to the point where I think where I'm at, where I am at in life, and then also you all too, is to where then you can start helping other people by sharing your journey, by sharing your, your lessons learned, your, your wisdom. Um, and that's essentially um, what I've decided to do. I'm, I'm transparent, I'm vulnerable, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm open and I'm modeling to people, you know, just the things that I've gone through, which include, um, so in my first book, The Journal of a Woman with Lived Experiences, I um, shared one of my, and I call it's one, so one of my stories of resilience. And, um, and so in, in this particular story, um, I share because I, I think this is like my, my transition into my young adulthood and like some of those defining moments. But um, basically when I was, 18 years old, I was a freshman in college. I met a boyfriend and my boyfriend had um, five kids and I married him when I was an undergrad and he was the nicest person to me and did and treated me well and did so much, but he was also at the same time, the meanest person to me. And um, so in my first book, I tell the stories of the 
third and fourth time that I left him. And um, so the third time um, we were on a road trip uh, from, we lived in Chicago at the time and my son was 11 months old. So my son is his sixth child. So I had, I was young, 21 when I got married, five stepchildren and my biological son. And we were on a road trip with two of his daughters and his mother um, from Atlanta. And when we were um, in Atlanta, some things had transpired um, on the way driving back to Chicago. I coincidentally had a plane ticket to go home that day. Home was Las Vegas to my family because I was planning and to celebrate my son's first birthday in Las Vegas, which I did. And um, on that road trip, he talked to me so bad that everyone in the car was crying except for myself and my and my um, son. And I was on the phone with my mother and my mom's just like, just don't, Shanta, just don't say anything, just don't say anything. And so th that when we got back to Chicago, um, I, had, I finally convinced his mother to drop me off at the airport. Like I said, I coincidentally had that plane ticket that day. But that day I had three pairs of dirty clothes $200 in my sunglass case. I had my son and my and his car seat. And that's how I went home to Las Vegas. I did not feel safe. I used, I followed my intuition and my instincts. And if I had, if I would have went home with him, he had hit me in the past, but this time it would have been totally different. So I had no social security card, no birth certificate, no baby's pictures, just nothing, just whatever I had on my person. And that's how I went home with the baby on my hip to my family. Um, like I said, we were celebrating my son's birthday and that was the third time, right? That was the third time. Um, so I ended up staying in Las Vegas, never went back to Chicago. He moved to Las Vegas and we um, lived in a house together. We tried to make it work. I think we were in that house for probably about two months, maybe. And the last night we were ever together, I snuck out of the house. The night before I slept in the bed with my shoes on and I wasn't allowed to leave. First it was, you can't leave in my car because anything I have was his, you can't leave in my car. And then I said, okay, I'll walk. I'm just, and I just wanted to go outside. He didn't know this, but I had a friend who lived around the corner. I never told him. So I was just trying to get out of the house so I could make it to, to go to her house. He said, well, you can't go anywhere with my son. And so I'm not going to leave my son. So anyway, the next day I snuck out. And um, again, I didn't have time to plan. But um, this time I was a real estate agent and a loan officer. So I grabbed my business cards and my laptop. And um, two weeks later, I was in my own condo and I started the rest of my life. And um, but in the, in the process of that, you know, at that time, he told me that I was a smart, dumb bitch, that I would never have anything, that I wasn't shit, that nobody would ever want me, and I would never find anyone like him. And the only reason that I have anything was because of my dad. Mm -hmm. And and wow. so for me, I think that was kind of like a, a fuel, like it's just something just clicked. I didn't really own, I didn't own what he said. It was just kind of like, oh, you know, I'm Shanta Jackson, like, it, it, you know, like, no, I'll be fine. Yeah. And so I'm in Las Vegas, trying different careers, failed entrepreneur, decided to go back to grad school, 
did really well at a local public health department and went to a conference in DC, met um, a guest speaker who worked at the University of Maryland College Park. Um, eight months later, he contacted me and asked me if I was interested in a position. And in 2013, December 2013, I moved to Maryland. And um, two months in, I knew that that was not the place for me, that that was not the job for me. But I moved, I took a chance on myself. I moved from Las Vegas to the DMV with my son who was in the, um, I pulled him out in the middle of the fourth grade. So he was nine, about nine years old. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a fam like close family, didn't have a social circle safety net. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna stay here. But before I leave here, people will know my name and I will build um, you know, my contacts. And so what I started to do is I, so I eventually, um, into, eventually I, I believe it's 2015, I incorporated my business cause engagement associates and I started consulting on the side, but I also pretended, I started pretending like everyone that I was meeting was, a, um, was a client. So I behaved as if I were a consultant. And, and then I started to recognize that whenever I was at a conference table, um, people were actually waiting, waiting for me to say something. And if I looked like I had something to say, they were like, hold on, Shanta has something to say. And I was like, oh, yeah, Shanta has something to say, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I started consulting. And um, for two years on the side with just one client. And then uh, one day I had a performance review and, and, my, um, and my supervisor, um, I told him that, you know, eventually... I, I want to leave, and but I still want to work with you because I'm I'm down to for the cost for the people and the community work that we're doing, but it will be in a different capacity. And he says, "Well, when that happens," and I said, "Well, no." He says, "If that happens, if that happens," I said, "No, um, when that happens." And um, he said, "Well, I'll write you a good letter of recommendation because I've I've brought you this far, haven't I?" And I said, "And I've brought you this far, haven't I?" And I walked out of there like, I got to go. So that was in July 2017. And um, as of um, November 1, 2017, I've been 100% self-employed. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. So um, you, you brought up a lot, of, a lot of good points to where I will start. Um, I, think, I think you brought up to where I think your journey speaks to the resilience as far as I, I look at it to where what makes a car go gas, right? So that struggle and that, that turmoil, those things that you went through, it's kind of like you're putting gas in your vehicle and that's kind of your fuel to say, you know what? I'm better than this. I'm better than the situation that I'm, that I'm currently in. Right. And the reason for me saying this is because I feel like a lot of people in general, we stay in certain situations because we feel like maybe we're not in better situations or could be in better situations. But the funny part about it is, this is the flip side of it is, is that the people that are in good situations leave good situations that they feel they can get better than when really they end up in worse situations, right? Um, so I feel like the resiliency you're speaking about is, is the, the journey of, of, of struggle that I think people kind of use that to ignite 
and just it opens their eyes to say, hey, I'm better than what I've what I've been through. And I feel like, to be honest, that's the one of the good things and bad things, especially in the black community. Right. We we feel struggle to make ourselves better when really. It takes a nation to make us better. We should all we should be teaching each other. Right. Like what we're doing on this platform, like what you're doing yourself is you're 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 teaching others to say, hey, don't do or went through what I went through. If you're not in a good situation, don't be in the mindset to think that you know, it's not going to get better. You know, take the steps to be able to get out of that situation. All right, go ahead, Jay. So uh, me hearing your story, I mean, I know you, you probably don't need, you don't need to hear any congrats. You don't, feel you may not feel like you need to be congratulated for the steps you made because it might feel obvious to you but like you know once again props to you for making it out of the situations you've made it out of because there are a lot of people who don't you know um and also props to you for being willing to share that with people because i know a lot of people aren't Mm -hmm. um and that is I'd say your uh, your book is is properly titled because you are the banner for resilience. I guess I would say like you yeah. you practice what you preach, or I guess I should say you preach what you've practiced already. Um, yeah. And um, in terms of in terms of the the key points of it are. Um, the key points that I want to sort of highlight are you um, you consistently knew your worth through everything you went through. You knew you weren't worth that dude treating you a certain way. You knew you weren't worth that gentleman telling you like, oh, I got you here. You knew what work you had put in. You knew what 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 you had done and you knew what you had earned with your effort, your hard work, your your struggle, so to speak. And uh, well, we're we're gonna, I guess, tr- at a later point, we'll transition into the Q and A portion of it and everything like that. But um, I feel like that's one of the key pieces that a lot of people miss when they're trying to make it out of make it out of bad situations. It's like, oh, there's no magic bullet that comes that takes you out of a bad situation there's no there's no uh unfortunately there's no prince charming who shows up and 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 just fixes your life there there are people who are willing to uh there are people who are willing to you know lend assistance or anything like that but at the end of the day you are responsible for where you end up in the world and you've owned that wholeheartedly so respect that's all I can say major respect to you um I want to kind of I want to kind of start off with um let's let's speak on the kind of the resiliency before we we do I want to um respond to some of the things that you all said okay go ahead go ahead so, so Jay Echo I I humbly appreciate and accept your compliment and it's fuel for me and it's motivation because sometimes 
I don't want to do this. Or sometimes I'll, you know, we have that negative self-talk or that doubt, but then you have the other person that says in you, like, no, we're not going to do that. And so that's why I, in my book, I talk about um, positive affirmations and gratitude and things like that. Um, and so um, philosophical, you mentioned struggle and how a lot of times, you know, we think it, sometimes it's fuel. So in addition to me um, struggling, if you will, um, or going through certain situations, again, the resiliency, but in, in addition to that, I've also had a lot of successes yeah. and, and good things I've lessons learned. Um, I've learned things about myself. Um, and so some of the situations that I've gotten myself into or, or even to this day has been because I am being a, um, I was being a people pleaser um, the whole loyalty, the concept of being loyal, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then just not even now, I know how I define a healthy relationship, which is trust, communication, and respect, but not really having that, or, you know, just kind of like learning as kind of like as you go. So, yeah. so I just want to acknowledge that for at least for me, I don't want to give the perception that everything was, a, you know, is a struggle. And this is how, this is my fuel. My fuel is also success. My fuel is also faith and understanding and accepting acceptance and wisdom, wisdom and all the things that I pray for that comes okay. my way. Understood, understood. And, and that kind of goes into my question. Um, can you kind of give some, some on tips on how to, you mentioned prayer, which is, which is very important. Um, and then you mentioned as far as like, the differences of listening to you know things within yourself telling you don't do that and the meaning of loyalty so let, 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 let's kind of let's kind of start there the meaning of loyalty can we can we kind of share with our listeners uh to the men and women of like what's like through your experiences through your definition what's your your meaning of loyalty because i i definitely agree like being respectful being honest communicating um, are, are, are very, and even communication are, are keys to, a very valid keys to a relationship. Let, so let's, 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 let's start there as far as, you know, loyalty. So um, all of the things that you just mentioned to me, I think those are standards. I think those are your values, right? Mm, mm, so, yeah. um, so you have to define what, um, what are a healthy relationship is for you, whether it's business, personal friendships, um, just, you know, the things that you value in life, whether it's um, career, social status, uh, spiritual health, whatever it is that you value, have a, a clear understanding for yourself. And I think the loyalty is being loyal to yourself and, and not um, compromising your values and your beliefs in order to be accepted or to, or to, um, to be with someone or to be included in something. Um, so I think the loyalty starts within, but I, but I first think it has to, a lot to do. So that you asked me originally about tips. I think the tips are the whole self-reflection and I personally, I journal. And so that's the basis of my first book and the follow-up for my second book is, and my first book was literally 21 of my personal journal injuries that I never intended to share. I normally would throw my journals away out of shame and embarrassment, never wanted anyone to find them. Shared a personal journal entry with a friend who's a guy, 
Mm-hmm. And I and I shared and I said, you know what? I probably ended up throwing throwing it away. I don't think I want. At first, I thought that I was writing the journal just for my son if something ever happened to me or my grandchildren, so they can know who I am and, and, and my words and my stories and my mm-hmm. thoughts. And then he said, no, you know what? Um, this could probably help someone someday. But um, so again, your values, your foundation, what loyalty means to you, that's for me personally, that's something that I think that everyone should write down. I don't care if it's a notebook, if it's a journal or a piece of paper or a post-it that you put in your mirror or over your computer in your office. Um, certain, you know, your certain thoughts, and then sometimes you might have to go back and reflect and what does this mean to me? And sometimes you might have to recite it to yourself, maybe recite it to yourself as a positive affirmation, you know, loyalty, I am, uh, you know, I am worthy, I am, I am, um, I am enough, everything that I have is given to me, all the right people are around me, I am respectful, I am kind, I am sincere, I'm, you know, whatever your positive affirmations are for you, um, I think that's the loyalty. And then you com- are, you should be able to communicate your values and your standards with that person, right? And your expectations. And you both agree <laughs> because we don't, because uh, now, I'm, now I'm, going, I'm shifting into relationships because- That's a buzzword on this show, expectations. That is a very, that gets Jay brought up. Yeah, well, the, reason, <laughs> the reason we're smiling and laughing is because we have said the exact same things yeah, on the show. Exactly. And the yeah. fact that uh, we we haven't necessarily had these conversations with you, but you yeah. are also yeah. bringing them up. It's like, yeah. okay, there we yeah. go. I, we I, I, this seems to be a, a, um, an yeah. ongoing thing to where expectations are key within relationships. You know, but, yeah, but and just Continue. being able to com- and communicate that, and maybe your expectations, um, maybe they're realistic, maybe they're not, maybe it's a fair, whatever. It's two adults decide, you know. And it's funny you, you mentioned that, and it's uh-huh. fun, not to cut you off, but it's funny no, you mentioned that because I I don't know if you saw the Freedom Friday today. I just mentioned that today, as far as communication, there are, including myself, um, there are a lot of people out here that feel that. A lot of they're, they're afraid to communicate because they're afraid of the result. They're afraid to be felt judged, right? And I think that's something that, you know, is a fear factor, you know, associated with wanting to communicate with your partner because we don't want to feel judged. We don't want to feel like um, you look at me differently. You know, I don't want to feel like, um, you know, I'm disgusting or whatever or, or, or you know, it, it, it's, that's one of the, I'm, I'm very serious. I'm very serious. The fact that judgment plays a big part on how people communicate. I 100% agree. Yeah. And I think that that's why we should take our time. And if you, let's say you are the person who you feel like you are an effective communicator and you don't have an issue, you give the other person some grace, take your mm-hmm. time. You know what we do? <sighs> Okay, first of all, we put our lives at risk here. You know, we having sex with people, we land and don't know nothing. We don't, we don't want to, you know, oh, it's like man. after the fact or later, take your time. And, you know, uh, and, and that's, and I think that's more so, and I get it, you know, so well, we grown, we adults, we know what we want to do. And, you know, no, take, if you're, if you want to be intentional, um, you know, take your time to, to get to know someone, but give that person time as well to be able to open up and to build the trust, right? Because you just can't, and no one should be 
I mean, I said no that you should not be, um, but you do have to guard your heart and you have to, because people have different intent. Um, and you don't know, honestly, it takes a while to, um, there's certain things you just won't find out about people until a month, two months, three months. We, 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 we say and, six months here. But even for the rest of your life, you're yeah. always, because we're always, we're individuals. We're going to grow yeah. and change, change our yeah. minds. We evolve yeah. and we read yeah. and we learn. And so you're always going to continue to grow and learn someone, just like how you grow, learn yourself and you learn new things about your your parents, your elders, and that if you're a parent, you learn new things about your, your, your kid that you didn't know about, you know, and their experiences or their perspective. So yeah. you just have to be, you know, open to that. But I definitely think just to be graceful and to give yourself some time, but then also to maybe give the other person some time and, and learn about them because the way they communicate may be a little bit differently than yeah. yours and they might have yeah. to learn your communication style and vice versa. I'm, I'm glad you said that. And Jay, I'll let you um, uh, respond to that. Uh, I'm glad you said that because I feel like sometimes <sighs> I, I'll speak from my experience, right? Um, I'm the communicator in my marriage, right? And, you know, what I expect out of my partner can't be the same way she does things because she's not me and I'm not her, right? And that's that's something that I'm learning every day, right? <laughs> and Jay's laughing because he knows it's true, right? Because yeah. I'm very, I'm very like, from, from what I used to be to what I am now, right? I used to be like, when something had to be done or something needed to be said, it's gotta be done like right now, right? And I'm learning that. I'm learning that, that, you know what I mean? The way I communicate, I can't expect my partner to communicate the same way. The way I do things, I can't expect her to do it the same way. So I think it goes back to what are your expectations, right? I've said a couple of times before, it's like, you know, you can't put on lofty or heavy expectations on someone else that you're not gonna do, right? You can't expect someone else to lift the world when you're not lifting the world with them, you know what I mean? It's almost like, like you said, the intent, it's just, it's just, it's ingenuous. Um, but yeah, well, go ahead, Jay. I'll let you, I'll let you respond to that. Cause it sounds like you have a lot to say. I have a couple things to say. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, one of them is a, so I'll end with a question to uh, Ms. Uh, Shanta, but um in terms of response, I'd say <clears throat> I'll, uh, a lot of what you said speaks to one of the points you already made, which is uh, knowing yourself and learning yourself, right? Because you can't, most of your expectations come from within. Like all of the things you expect somebody else to do are things you either want for yourself or uh, you, uh, <clears throat> or you think you have within you, whether you're right or not. Um, so, for instance, like you want a you want a faithful partner because you think you you are uh, you th you think you are a faithful partner, or whatever the case may be. Like, 
one of the uh, one of the things that I didn't agree with for a long time was what we hate in other people are the things that we hate in ourselves the most, right? So we uh, we will look at somebody and say like, oh, that's you can't do that because at the end of the day, we know we want to do it, but we weren't we weren't courageous enough to do it or we weren't bold enough to do it. So now we feel like, oh, you shouldn't do that because I I haven't done it. So why do you have the right to do it when I don't? Meanwhile, we we haven't accepted the fact that technically you do have the right to do it, but you're coming from a place of fear, like like you said, that fear of being judged, that fear of how people are going to respond, that fear of ultimately that fear of who you are because you haven't taken the time to learn who you are and what what you want and all of those other things. Um, and so the uh, that all of that leads to the negative self-talk versus your the angel on your shoulder or the 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 aspirations that you hold versus the uh, the uh, what uh, I'm sorry I just lost the word versus the procrastination that you go through where it's like yes you aspire to all of these things but fear holds you back because you don't want to be judged or you want to be perfect at it right away. Meanwhile, uh, like you, like you demonstrated, you started with, it starts with one step going from, I just want to try something and being graceful with yourself and the other person to get to the point of, I was, I was bad at this when I started, but look at me now. I, I, I started in that, you know, building resiliency again, going back to your first point. I started back here, but look where I've made it just because I took the time to, is this, to ask myself, is this what I actually want? And put in the time to, to move away from what I thought I wanted and needed and recognized through a hard lesson wasn't for me towards what I actually want and need through effort and 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 time basically um and speaking of time so my question to you miss uh miss jackson is how would you uh what tips would you have for our audience about uh weighing the difference between grace and initiative mm. how would you how would you how would you speak to, uh, you know, that, that struggle? It's like being kind enough with yourself to, one, give yourself the time, but also being firm with yourself to, yeah, you've, we've, we've taken our time, but we got to get this done. What's, what's, your, uh, what's your strategy for managing that? Oh, for uh, me, um, that's action and accountability. Mm. And... Um, and if it's and if it's just you holding yourself accountable, um, again the the journaling, the writing it down. You know, um, I talked. I one of my chapters, and um, both books actually, uh, the resilience of a woman and uh, the journal of a woman with lived experiences. I talk about life visioning, right? And I also have a bucket list that I share. 
And so it's just simply, and, and my bucket list, are, it includes adventures and, and business ideas, but it also includes like falling in love on a boat in the Mediterranean and <laughs> with my fairy tale stuff that is going to happen. Um, and so it's just basically, it's just writing it down, right? Um, whatever it is that you des desire. And, but you know what also, um, so it's, it's Matthew 7, 7. I don't know what your religions are, but I think that like just the positive affirmations or the affirmative prayers, that's something that's universal. If, if you're a Buddhist and you don't believe in a God or gods, or um, if, if you um, are Jewish or, or if you're Islamic, it, it, the concept is still the same. The, the, and some people call them positive affirmations. Uh, some, some people refer to them as scientific prayer or um, um, or affirmative prayers, but Matthew 7, 7, um, ask and thou shalt receive, uh, seek and thou shalt find, and knock and the door shall open, right? So it's mm -hmm. it's also kind of whether, you, let's say you don't pray, you meditate and you ask the universe, so whatever, your, whatever your thing is, put it out there, right? Um, write it down what, what you want. It doesn't have to be a long list, but then start, um, set a goal for yourself so is this i'm going to this is what i by the end of the year this is what i want to achieve but now let's break it down to quarterly by the end of march this is what i want to achieve right by the end of the second quarter this is what i want to achieve and so this is what i have to do i'm not even going to worry about the uh, second third and fourth quarter for this first quarter I know what my end goal is for this year but for this first quarter the the action steps that I need to take even if it's just one or two I need to do this and those are the, the two things that you focus on I actually um, type or write things down like if, if it's related to business and I I, I um, put it in my calendar on my phone to to check my mindset it's a reminder uh, um, to check my mindset and to um, look at my quarterly goals to, to make sure if I'm still there or not. And if I'm not there, do I need to adjust? Was this the right? Was this realistic for me? You know, um, but definitely just write it down, write it down. Um, you don't necessarily have to share it or broadcast it with everyone. Just, you know, write it down for yourself. So that way you can kind of keep track. And then you'll notice that when you start writing whatever it is that you're writing, even if you're frustrated, you'll start noticing a pattern and some consistency. And you'll start learning things about yourself when you go back. And you know, this is what I was thinking. This is my point. So this is that, that's like, if, if you're, I know a lot of um, people right now are recommending uh, therapy and, um, but let's be realistic. Um, there's also self-therapy definitely if you need to see a professional um i encourage it but back to the realistic part especially for um for black people and people of color just or you know in general but black people there are not enough therapists in this western world in the united states that can be culturally responsive and understanding um to the needs of a black woman a black child a black man uh older black man a, you know just certain things yeah. there's there's a lot of us stepping up, but there's not enough to service everyone, right? So yeah, some things we're going to have to help each other out. We're going to have to share what it is that we've learned and, and the things that have worked for us. What worked for me may not work for you, but I can still share it. Maybe if it's just one little tip, um, you know, you can try it. 
but then also um we we're we're talking a lot about mental 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 health mental health and so in public health we have what we call the eight dimensions of wellness and so there's also financial health there's also um occupational health your relationships and your your environment where you live but then also there's spiritual health and so we're, we're focusing a lot on mental but a lot of it we're missing the spiritual aspect whatever that may be whether it's um i know people um often uh reference um seven chakras in, in in india or asian culture but that derived and that's historical also in the continent of of africa and they they're not necessarily called seven chakras but those principles are the same and our our, our ancestors they were um spiritual people and and they were in the indigenous people were spiritual um then even just that term our ancestors because realistically speaking this is like so my ancestors were also indigenous to this land that we're on here in the u.s as well right and so it's understanding you know just kind of learning and being open i know i kind of digressed but yeah. i just felt like it was important to say so I, I I want to you bring up a good point, right? Um, I want to ask as far as what are your thoughts on, and I want to speak to about the the, the fellas. I, I want to hear your perspective on the fellas, right? And and not to be you know sexist or go ahead. Uh, before we before we shift topics, I want to. Uh... <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm kind of blown. I, I apologize because uh, these are like the stuff you're talking about with journaling and and uh, and the fact that you digressed into oh, like right to echo chamber. Thank you. Oh <laughs> man, have you, uh, uh, but, yeah, uh, plug. Have you have you but checked the, out the, the echo fact chamber that you digressed yeah. into uh, into like our ancestors and spirituality yeah. and everything yeah. like that? That's... you you should really check out the our echo chamber series. It talks uh, a lot about that stuff. Yeah, have you I got a chance? It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you um, have you have you got a chance to check that out? Mr. No, Jackson. I haven't. But it seems like, uh, like, like Jay has a thought. He's he's yeah. Trying to it's it's go um, ahead, Jay. So, go ahead, Jay. So the um the fact that you're talking about all of this stuff is it's you can call it kismet, you can call it the universe, you could call it God, you could call it whatever you want, but it's it feels strange. And I needed to say something because these that's. That's sort of the point in my journey where I'm at right now, where it's mm-hmm. like, all right, I, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, but the uh, the bullet journal method. Have you uh, have you heard of that? No. Okay, so the bullet journal is uh, is something I recently got a hold of, and I'm starting to put into practice. But all of the concepts you were speaking of in terms of uh, write it down to make it real for yourself, um, setting mm-hmm. quarterly goals, setting daily goals, giving yourself reminders, um, making it, uh, making it real for yourself, even if the goals seem unrealistic. So your, uh, your, your med- Mediterranean cruise romance, or, uh, for me, it's, a uh, for me, I haven't written it down yet, but for me, it's a, it's a trip to Brazil or, 
um, or the fact that you're affirming yourself in the same ways that we are, we are coming back to the same knowledge that our ancestors had in terms of spirituality and knowing that you can become all of these things with enough self-reflection and, and, and personal work, basically. So I, uh, it's not so much a, a question, but a, a comment on like, this is the type of stuff that happens when you know you are doing the right work, or at least for me, I feel like this is the type of stuff that happens when I know I'm doing the work that I need to do. Because without even expecting it out of the blue, no, no preamble, no nothing, something will come, come into echo, plug again, exactly what I'm thinking without realizing it. And so, yeah, I'm just glad you came on the show. So thank you. <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad to be here. I, I know um, we're going to talk about um, men and, and my message to men or how I feel, but also when you, when we're setting these goals and stuff for ourselves, first of all, you're ahead of the game. I don't know. Um, oh, I can't think of his name right now. Um, um, Earl Nightingale. Are, are you familiar with Earl Nightingale? Nope, but I'm looking him up. <laughs> oh, oh uh, uh, sexist, all kind of stuff. But anyway, um, older, um, older guy, older white guy. And he, um, this is when they had recordings, the black and white video. This is like black and white video time. Mm -hmm. And um, he talks about the fact that you know you you have men who are who are all age 25 and they all start off at the same point in life and just the different outcomes that's going to happen to them and 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 even the fact that um some people are 65 at the time he was um quoting the um the, the current census and he was saying that uh, most people age 65 don't even have an income over of over ten thousand a year and why is that in the richest country in the world right okay, okay. and yeah. and so i say that to, and then so he was saying that you know some people don't even start so even if you start late you're still ahead of a lot of people so i say that to say we're going to set our goals and we and we and you got the bullet journal and you're doing everything but guess what you're going to fall off you're going to have self-doubt you're going to have a week where, or, or two weeks or some time where you just like, you know what, I just, I just need to, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to think about it. And then but you come back. But, but even when that happens, you're still coming back, but you're still ahead of the game. So this goes back to philosophical, you know, about the having the grace and, the, you know, in yourself and giving yourself some, some space because it's going to happen. Yeah. You're human. Wow, uh, I'm learning a lot. I'm actually taking some notes here. Uh, <laughs> um, that that kind of brings me to the next point. Um, you know, I want to kind of talk about the mindset. I know we've spoken about writing it down in a journal, writing things down, repetition, affirmations. Um, I will say this. Um, men can be very, and this is strictly speaking for some men, not all men, mostly myself, right? Um, a lot of men that are just like me um, can be a little bit stubborn and a little bit prideful and what we call a lot stuck in our ways, right? I'm an older guy. I'm an older guy. You know what I mean? I, I got 30 plus years of doing things a certain way. Wait, what's older? <laughs> I mean, I, I might be older than you. 
Well, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, were we born in the were we born in the eighties? Yeah, born yeah. in the eighties. Born in the eighties. Like 80, 81? 83. I was born in eighty one. Okay, okay. So, all right, okay. So you? I'll be so, forty one next week. Wow. Okay. Oh, happy right. birthday! Happy birthday! Go. Happy birthday! A little you. early, but so you can kind of understand the stuck in the way syndrome, right? Especially. I've always had this mindset and thought that men tend to, including myself, tend to stay on the same trail, stay on the same train track, right? Women can, can navigate very quickly. I was always told as a, as a young man, women mature quickly, quicker than men. And that is true, right? So I, I want to speak on the, the mindset of men, right? The decision-making, the awareness, the, the having to pick up a journal without saying, this ain't manly, this ain't manly. You know what I mean? The, the, the feeling judged, the feeling of like this, this, this fear of being open and vulnerable, right? I think a lot of times we as men, and it made me think when you told your story is that men view vulnerability and the openness to sex. That's their way of, being vulnerable and open. Hey, I'm, I'm giving you sex. That's my innuendo. That's my openness to my heart is through sex. Right? And rightfully so. And, and I think that, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, um, there's other ways in addition to sex. Mm-hmm. And because you may have that emotional attachment or because you're making that connection through sex, again, I think it's important to take your time. And so that way, you know, that if you, if, if that's one way how you communicate, or if that's one of your love languages, the intimacy, um, just take your time. So that way you don't end up um, being hurt. Or, the thing or, about it is, okay, go ahead, go ahead hurt or just you know maybe disappointed or have to go through some turmoil with that person because you kind of jumped the gun or because you don't have any other way of uh you haven't learned or tried to express any other way of um communicating or sharing your feelings thoughts or you know how you feel so so i think i think you bring up a good point to where i think men tend to we as men we tend to figure out that navigation by having sex with multiple women right not all men though not all some men i'm not not saying all men that's why i said some men Uh some men not all men and jay is laughing because there's all people so it's people because women some of the stuff what we're saying is universal that's why you can yeah that's true that's true too that's true too and i think men and i'm speaking to the fellas because there are some instances where women do it but i think women learn from the lessons quicker than men do to a certain degree, to a certain, uh, to a certain degree. It, it, depends on the, it, it depends on the situation. We'll say that. Yeah, it depends. It depends. Okay. It depends on I the situation. I agree and disagree. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Go ahead. It so depends. It, yeah. It can. depends on the situation, right? Cause mm-hmm. I mean, every situation is different, but I think men value the decision-making based on the right type of woman by the performance in bed, not necessarily uh, uh, the personality of a woman, um, her, her, what, what does she value within, within life? What is our long-term goals? What are our short-term goals? Are we aligned in, 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 in our thought thinking process, right? 
And, and a lot of men don't look at it that way. We don't look at it that way. That's why we don't want to communicate. We don't want to feel like, you know, when we communicate, that's when all the problems happen. We view attraction and beauty more than the core values. That's well, we just- that, Was that taught? But where do we learn that from? I think it's from, I think it's the way we were brought up. We as men, the way our fathers treated our mothers. Yeah, the, the, some single, fathers, mm -hmm. the single, the single family syndrome, mothers raising sons, fathers not being in their children's life. That's that a stigma. Go ahead. Uh, yes, Go but on. let's not. So there's this guy that I interviewed on behind me. There's this book. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, black people need people who believe in black people enough not to believe every bad thing they hear about black people. That is a um, very long title, but I appreciate yeah. it. I Tolson. <laughs> so um, I, I actually um, interviewed him on my connection show. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think the, the single mom raising a black boy, that narrative is not true for the majority of the black race in this country and African or African Americans if, if folks don't um however people identify because I do know some people are from um the diaspora or the West Indies and you know different things like that but um fathers are present and black fathers are present um so and then keep in mind the how do we even define single who told us what single meant right okay. and so well, let's say we're completing the u.s census i could be in a relationship with my um child's father but on the census or the paperwork that i'm filling out because i need to get this free lunch or whatever i need to do or just or just in general i'm not married so i'm single so therefore i'm counted as a single parent household Mm -hmm. I grew up personally, I grew up with my mother um, up until I moved with my dad when I was 16, but my dad was present my whole life, took me to and from school, every act, every childhood activity that I was ever in. If my dad didn't take me, he was responsible for making sure it happened through his sisters. I went on uh, every, just my dad was always present, still is. I'm a daddy's girl, mm -hmm. but my parents were never I have no childhood memory of my parents being together. And, um, and neither one of them have been married. Interesting. Uh, so now I'm thinking about, um, you know, just me, you know, cause we learned this stuff. We, even if no one said, if the parent didn't say, this is how it should be. We still learned it from watching. We from model what we see. Exactly. Right. But my father, but I'm saying my mother, depending on who wants to tell the story, she was mm -hmm. a single parent. Right. But that's not my perception. My my father was present every day in my life. He, so, you know, he, so, so, okay. so I'm just saying, I just wanted to, you know, I don't, fathers are present. Black fathers are present. Yeah. Okay. So let, 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 let's paint that. Maybe here. not let, enough. Let, my let, black let, father of my son is not present just as clarification, you know. So, so yeah. So let, 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 let's clarify on that. Let's clarify on that. Cause I, I want to, you're, you're digging into conversation. I want to kind of talk about, right. If we're going to compare this to what the Census Bureau is saying that, you know, quote unquote, black fathers are not present, right? But there are instances where 
it starts with single mothers, some, not all, some, and I, I don't want to even go into statistics or numbers. There are single mothers and single fathers that battle and argue with each other. Who sees that? The child sees that. The child learns that. It's a confusion effect to where sometimes that child may not, is going to grow up so confused because the father and mother do not respect each other, do not, you know, align with each other, right? There are times, now, I'm not saying that there aren't Black fathers out there, right, that aren't there for their children. It's just not brought up enough, right? Black fathers have a very bad reputation for even when, even when a, a single black father is, is, is single, not dating anyone, and goes out on a date, right? And the woman asks the, the man, hey, do you have any kids? Yeah, I got a kid. The, the first, I, I, I can put money, probably put money on it. The first thought that woman's going to say, why aren't you in that child's life? Are you in that child's life? Right? That's always the first, that's always the first either perception or thought. Like, Uh-oh, he's got a child. Is he not around the child? Do I got to deal with baby mama drama? That's and fair. That's, those are fair and, questions. And and but but it's never a perception to the thought that a, a man or a woman may not see that 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 father being in that child's life until she is around him enough. True. There's an always a <sighs> negative perception to say this person can say I'm not going to date based off of the potential of the negative perception when you haven't even been around this person enough. Now, if you're around this person, he's not around the child, he's all this, that's a different story. But my point is, is that one, there's not enough awareness as far as black fathers being around in a, in a, in a, in a child's life, that's one. Two, black fathers have, a, have this perception of, you know, they have a bad reputation within this quote unquote system, right? And three is the fact that, what my original point is that you're confusing a child to grow up just like a, the way their their parents are were, were around each other. If they're divorced, they're not getting along, the mother's not around, the father's not around. What does that do to the child? All you're doing is repeating a cycle. And that's my point. But oh, go ahead, Jeff. I would uh, I would agree with you. I mean, you 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 caveated everything with, uh, you know, some some people, some situations yeah, and everything like that. But um, I think there are two two responses I have to that. One mm -hmm. is um, <clears throat> one thing I'm recognizing the older I get and why I try to be more and part of the reason why I try to be more vocal and more communicative and everything like that is a lot of times the satisfied and content majority gets drowned out by the dissatisfied minority. Mm. Um, now, now, I'm not talking about from a like from a systems perspective, so to speak. I'm not talking about in terms of like, oh, the uh, <clears throat> like changing systems or anything like that. I'm talking about perception. Mm -hmm. So people believe that the loudest person in the room oftentimes has to be right. It's like, well, I'm hearing him speak more often. So obviously that has to be true because that's the one I'm, that's the, what I'm hearing most often. 
Meanwhile, the satisfied and content majority doesn't say anything. They won't speak up because they're happy, they're satisfied. People complain louder than they, they, they complain more often than they give gratitude for whatever situation they're in. You know, like me, I, uh, like, I, I grew up in a two parent household and I am grateful for that every day. Like mm -hmm. I, I have a father, I love my father, but I was not comfortable telling him that every day for a long time. Like I was not comfortable telling my mom, even other family members like, oh yeah, me and my dad are good. Like, do you, well, let me ask you this. The, when it comes to time, as far as you getting married, having kids, um, mm -hmm. do you feel like the upbringing you had, and this is kind of my point, do you feel like the upbringing between having your father and mother still together, still around, do you feel like that'll make your mindset to feel like, okay, this is what I want for my child? Yes and no. Okay. Because much like uh, Shanta was saying, like, whatever child I have, I know I want to be in that child's life. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I also recognize that there are certain things that I may not be able to control, right? Now, I will attempt to exert as much control as possible to stay in my child's life, to stay with the mother of my children, all of those kinds of things. But I also understand that stuff happens. It's cool. Sometimes you do everything right and you still fail. But I've also, like we were talking about earlier, I've given my, I'm giving myself the grace for that. It's like, look, if I end up in a situation where I have a child, but I'm not married to my child's mother, that doesn't mean I will love my child any less. That doesn't mean I'm going to change the lessons that I try to teach my child. And the, now, if, if, uh, um, <laughs> There was a, uh, I showed you the video, but we, uh, we, and I believe we discussed it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we did discuss yeah. it on a super show, but yeah. there was a, there was a father who was, uh, who he was essentially bending over backwards to stay in his child's life. And he said he, his child was 16 and he was doing things that were in all honesty, detrimental to his well-being and his safety because he was worried that his mother would talk bad about him to his child, mm. right? And it's like, there, there are always going to be people like that who take, who take sort of the, the, the points that you were bringing up, the, uh, you know, Black fathers have a bad reputation and they use that to justify like, oh, then I have to go above and beyond even is reasonable to stand in my child's life. And don't get me wrong. I understand we as parents, you do unreasonable stuff to make sure your child is OK. That's something and I, that and I've I will heard add, from a lot of parents. I will add but, to that. I feel like some men do what they have to do, bend over backwards to keep the, the, the woman, the, I mean, the mother and the child too. There are instances where they will do what they have to do because it happened in their childhood. 
the, the father bent but, over backwards to keep, you know, his, his partner. And I won't disagree at all, but yeah. I think this all goes back to some of the original points we were making in terms of loyalty to yourself mm -hmm. and taking your time to figure out, is this the right person or is this the right situation? So to speak now, like, like Miss, like Miss Jackson was saying, like, she she was young and she had a child by somebody who was ultimately was not right for her that's that's not that's nothing bad about her that's all about that individual and she did what she needed to do to make sure she was okay and to make sure her child was okay mm -hmm. that man is no longer in her life that doesn't like i i doubt that her child that her son is going to is going to have a bad upbringing just because based on the person I see her to be, That's it true. seems like That's she is true. going to teach her son all of the lessons he needs yeah. to be a good man, to be a good father, to be a good person, to be kind, all of those things that, you know, all of those things that we hope we are trying to foster in the people who listen to our show, who end up raising a kid and all of that yep. sort of stuff. Yep. But um, I, I, I'm sort of losing the, the larger point I wanted to make. So I want to back up a little bit, but like the, <clears throat> I don't think, I don't think the, the, the loud minority, like I was saying, should dictate how we as people who are trying to do the right thing conduct ourselves like that's not to say again if you're being if you're listening to the loud loud minority from a perspective of being more kind being more inclusive that type of stuff by all means keep doing your thing but if it's from a perspective of oh i just don't want to grow i just don't want to change i just I just don't want to improve because it's hard, then I think we need to be more discerning about that in terms of who, what, what, what we are highlighting, what, what we are spotlighting and who, who's getting the microphone, so to speak, even in a world where literally anybody can pick up a microphone, literally anybody can get the spotlight. Yeah. And because anyone can pick up the microphone and get the spotlight, um, you have to ask yourself a question. And when I was a kid, um, my dad used to always ask me, are you a leader or a follower? Yeah. And so that's why in my intro and how I describe myself is that I am a leader, author, mother, talk show host, and social entrepreneur. I am Shanta Jackson, but I always say I'm a leader and people say, well, you know, we want to change leaders into change, ag change agents. I know what a change agent is, but no, I'm a leader because of my father is reminded. It's a connection that I have with that word. Right. Yeah. And so we have to understand that just like you said, um, Jay, you know, someone could be the, the most vocal or they can be the loudest or sometimes the shiniest. Right. Um, and, and we, and they, you know, they're shiny. They have this, they must know what they're talking about. Jay hit um, my heart with that one. I feel like right. I, feel a little, I feel a little shot, Jay. No. <laughs> so you try to talk about me, Jay? No, 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 no. not at all. Not at all. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No. So I'm joking. <laughs> you know, you just have to be mindful. So me personally, I don't watch TV. 
-hmm. I do not watch television. I don't have cable. I haven't had cable since my son was six years old. Mm -hmm. I'm mindful. I choose the media. I choose the content. I choose the things that I want to read, write, listen to. I control that. And then uh, there's also this other narrative that's going around. Uh, okay, so there's the self-care and, you know, the positivity. But then there's also, like, cut people off. They're toxic. Forget those family members. And, and you know, it's make it all about you. Just don't do, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're humans. We need each other. We're, you know, we can't do, there's not one person in this world that can survive on their own without another. We need human interaction. People will die wanting a human touch. We have five senses, touch, smell, sight, hearing, sound. We need each other, you know? Um, and so I think just get rid of the whole, the, there's, a, the, there's a shallowness with a lot of things too, just shallow. Then sometimes it's just immaturity. And then sometimes it's just not knowing. And then sometimes it's ignorance because ignorance is bliss. And so we just have to, um, I, you know, forgive those because sometimes they know not what they do. So, uh, oh, wow. Uh, that, that is a, a great point. Um, we're gonna go ahead and go into our, uh, uh, unless you have something to add to that, Jay. Uh, I, I have a, uh, I have another question for you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so this, this whole conversation started about, uh, building re resilience. And, um, I asked you earlier about, uh, grace versus, uh, grace versus initiative, I guess, with the question. Um, <clears throat> my next question to you is about, um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to word it, is about resilience versus, um, <clears throat> like, like Phil was saying, resilience versus uh, stubbornness, so to speak. Okay, pridefulness. And, pridefulness. And, and, and learning the difference. How would you, uh, what, can you, can you speak to us and our audience a little bit about, um, what are the differences between resilience and stubbornness and how you how you personally learn the difference between between those two things so again i think it's the definition so resilience the ability to go through something and bounce back um being stubborn i associate that with ego pride again um maturity or lack of right but i think before we move on i think I have something that I could read to you all okay. that would be um, just a good message. And so, By all means. Um, By all so, means. so my book, uh, The Resilience of a Woman, Stories of Faith, Love, and Perseverance, I have a chapter called uh, Letters to My Boyfriends. And, and so, and uh, if you, I normally don't do this on Instagram, but my, on Facebook, um, my private friends, I do, I joke a lot. And I have boyfriends. And so, and it's, you know, happy Valentine's Day, boyfriends. I didn't forget about you, you know, and I, I even said something today, uh, you know, that my, um, my old boyfriends are better than my new boyfriends. And, you know, the, and that I'm- I think I'm, I saw I'm, that. Somehow I saw yeah. that, I think. Okay. <laughs> you put I mean, that on, did I'm you get, put that on your Instagram too? 
Mm-mm, no, just on my, it should have been private on Facebook. Um, oh, I think and just the fact that, you know, you know, I'm too old to be a player. I'm, you know, I'm ready to settle down. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm too old to be a player and a Christian who slash reads the Torah and the Quran, you know, <laughs> and I'm just, you know, con- conscious and trying to be a good mom and all that stuff. Okay. So dear boyfriends, first, I like to joke a lot. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> so dear boyfriends, First, I want to start off by saying that you are appreciated and the world needs you. We need you. I need you. The world cannot exist without you. However, we want you to do more than exist. We want you to reach your highest potential, live your life's purpose, and achieve the highest level of success in all areas of your life. Regardless of where you are in life at this moment, it is never too late to become a better version of yourself. It is never too late to start doing the work of self-reflection and self-improvement. It is never too late to decide on who you must become in order to be your best self. It is never too late to start doing the work to heal from any negative situation in your past or present. It is never too late to learn. It is never too late to love and be loved. In addition to the message above, I also would like to share, oh, I'm going to stop there because I also share actual letters to my uh, real boyfriends, some guys that I've dated or currently date or probably dated or something like that. But yeah, yeah, so the resilience of a woman. um, And so that's my letter. So a lot of people, because I am a woman, so my book is a resilience of a woman or the journal of a woman with lived experiences. But a lot of men actually um, read my, my books and give me feedback and follow me on social media. Cause I think again, the concepts and the things that I talk about, I'm a woman. So I have my perspective, but I'm also a yeah. human. I'm a person. I'm an adult. I'm someone who had experiences, you know, so. Well, you definitely have two people here will be giving feedback. Uh, I, I can't wait to actually my wife. Uh, it's funny you say those things because these are the exact same things my wife says. You can ask Jay. Uh, Kawana says the same exact things. And, yeah, you know, and, uh, and when I was when I was in a relationship, my, my lady said the same things to me. Same and, things. And and, and 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 sorry to say it, you know. A lot of times we sometimes can think selfishly and, and, and think of it as not serious points or facts, but those things are very, very important to, to understand, you know, and believe and have faith in. Or um, your ego yeah. will get in the way. Your ego will get in your way. And, and criticism, which is And believe me, believe me, um, <laughs> speaking for myself, um, Jay knows my story, um, you know. Yep. And when you say it's never too late to to just um, heal yourself, in so many words, you know, that 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 speaks very volume to me. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, re- I really do. I'm I'm really interested in reading this book. Probably gonna ask for two copies, so um, I'll, I'll let you know about that. Um, so uh, you know, Jay, do you have something? To add? It sound like you have something. Jay is just mesmerized. I've never seen Jay this mesmerized. See, first before. of all, not, <laughs> well, I'll, let me let me let me say. I, I, uh, I will I will I will say this. I will say your journey. This what we're speaking about today. Your book has really made me think that um, because a lot of the points you're making is that there are people out here who feel they are. It's too late to change. 
you know, and I was one of them. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know. I mean, and before I we, and before we, before we go on, so it's never too late to change. So also grace and mercy. So, um, I, in my first book, I mentioned the third and fourth time. Um, in my second book, I mentioned the, I talk about the first and second time that I left my now ex-husband, but I also, um, so that's the power of storytelling, owning your own story, because we're all experts in our own story and we can help each other. Right. And I'm right. just, and I'm just sharing kind of what I went through. Cause it may be some other woman in the situation, but also, um, in that, um, I also talk about, um, forgiveness, understanding, acceptance, and reality when I speak about him. And I have to understand that, you know, and I even say, you know, people change. And there is a possibility. Some people don't change. Some people are just old fools and they're stuck in their ways. Yeah. And some people literally do grow and change. And so um, one thing that I um, don't do is I don't talk bad about my son's dad to my son. He's old enough now. He's 17. He'll be 18 this year. So oh, I, he wow. does read my book. And, and I actually get permission to, um, to share certain things in the public. I first want to make sure that he's comfortable. And so I, I talk to him first. Um, but I do also recognize, and I even say this in my book, that there are men who did not have a healthy or close relationship with their father for whatever reasons when they were younger. But, but they, in adulthood, are still able to build a bond and a relationship or a friendship with their father. And, mm -hmm. and when they have children, grandchildren, so there's still always um, opportunities to men. So I keep that in mind, but at the same time, I accept reality and I um, just go off of people's actions at the same time. So I mm -hmm. just wanted to kind of put that out there because I don't want to um, seem like I'm painting and I'm not to, not to say that I did that, but I don't know, everyone may perceive my story a little bit differently. And so I, I, you know, I do understand and I do recognize that, but at the same time, my experiences are my experiences and I can't erase that what happened to me. And so um, whether or not that, you know, he regrets it or, or, you know, you know, that's his personal healing journey, but I just want to put that out there that people can change. Some people don't, but some people do. So we'll, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we, we're going to kind of go into the end segment where we allow our guests to kind of speak whatever's on her chest, off her chest, whatever, uh, speak to the audience. Uh, you know, you now have the floor. Oh, wow. We, I feel like we said a lot. Like it was heavy. <laughs> My chain heavy. <laughs> um, yeah okay so um oh wow you know what I think I want to talk about um my, I mentioned my bucket list and so in my other book and so by the way everyone you can um, visit my website it's shantajackson.com um and you can purchase a copy of my book there or online wherever books are sold. Um, but if you buy them from my website, I'm actually um, doing personal autographs. So a bucket list. And so a lot of people think of a bucket list as things that you want to do um, before you die, but I'm not thinking about death. For me, my bucket list are things that I want to do. And then once I check them off of my, off, then I'm gonna add more things to my bucket list. And so um, in my 
first book, I share the actual bucket list. And then my sec- in my second book, I give an update on, on where I'm at and what mm-hmm. I've done on my bucket list. So um, go, go dance for one night in a nightclub in a popular city. Um, uh, Stand up comedy for one night. I want to take singing lessons. Um, host my own TV show, check. I want to preach a sermon just one time. Write a book. I'm on my second. I'm fall in love on a boat in the Mediterranean. At this point, I might settle for the uh, Caribbean, but <laughs> but you can fall in love with someone more than once. So I could fall in love with him when he takes me to the Mediterranean again. Um, visit Yellowstone Park. I'm actually um, planning that this year. Uh, travel the world collecting handmade and custom jewelry. I prefer to um, buy from women around the world and to help mm-hmm. to support their um, local economy. Tour museums of historic sites of Ethiopia. You know, they have a, a civil war uh, going on and genocide happening over there. So that might not happen anytime soon. And then I want to take a summer um, road trip across the United States in an RV. And the reason that, that I'm sharing this is because I want other people, I want to encourage you to also create your bucket list and don't limit yourself. Don't worry about um, how much time you have, how much money you have, or how you're going to make it happen. Just write it down. I haven't achieved everything on my bucket list, but I am. I'm checking things off. And, you know, like I said, I'll add things on. But then also, um, if I am able to do all of these things, for me, you, you notice I didn't say... Um, make a million dollars and 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 buy this and do this you know or or have this type of job title or, or certain things um so a lot of times we define success as um just what we've achieved academically or uh economically and what our uh and and sometimes it's not even economically we don't respect the person we only respect certain titles um job titles or certain things you know um so i would challenge you to um change if need be your definition of success to me success is me being able to do all of those things success is me having the leisure success is me being able to have the creativity and the free time to be able to write books um have conversations with you all um spend time with my son um go to the gym take the time to actually do the four-step process of washing my face not just go run and go like to me that you know because it's the time that's the self-care so um i would challenge everyone to kind of you know create your bucket list and the things that you want to do but in the process of doing that reconsider how or think about like how you define success and 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 challenge yourself to change the way you view success. Because to me, success is, again, being able to achieve those things on your bucket list, all of the things that you've, that you've always wanted to do. That's success. Mm. Um, uh, wow, that's that's, that's, a, uh, that's a great way to end it. That's a great way to end it. Uh, it, may, it makes me think of my bucket list. Uh, you know. Is it bad that my bucket list includes me just having a self-care routine, period? <laughs> uh, no, that's a I gotta write one down. I gotta go up. Hey, that's that's what my billet journal is for right now. So we'll, even, we'll figure that out. Even how you define self-care. Self-care means a lot of different things to different people. Self-care could be 
pampering or it could be just walking outside walking outside with with no shoes on and just breathing fresh air and feeling the sun or just spending time you know however you define it it could be dancing it could be rapping it could be driving around at night by the lake or by the water listening to just the music you want to listen to and, and drinking some wine whatever self-care is for you as long as you're not harming yourself or others um, you're being responsible and it's not um, impeding on your daily functions of what you're doing, you know, however, whatever your thing is. And some people call it vices, but it's not always a vice. Like, you know, yeah. um, just, you know, however you define it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so I think to kind of wrap it up, what we've learned is there's no time like the present. Uh, there's no timetable on the fact that, you know, you can change. Um, yeah. And no. resilience is resilience uh, of a woman. Resilience is possible for everybody. Yeah. yeah um, we really, 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 really appreciate um, your time today, Mishante Jackson. Um, uh, guys, her book, her website, uh, how to follow her will be down in the description. Make sure you guys uh, follow her, uh, buy her book. Uh, I will be reading it. Uh, I will be giving a firm feedback and taking notes. Um, make sure you guys follow her on Instagram. Um, I really appreciate her time with us today. Uh, great, great, great journey. I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people out there who are going through a similar journey. Um, and, and the lesson today is to um, don't ever think it's, there's, it's too late to change. Right. Know? And the so, other lesson is to visit shantajackson.com. Yes. Also, um, in addition to following me on Instagram, so uh, the Shanta Jackson is my YouTube channel. And yep. I actually, um, I, prov I provide helpful insight and I help people in areas of just life. So we today we're talking about life, but then also in business. But I do that by bringing on other people who have other, who have things to share. And mm -hmm. so um, just go on YouTube, subscribe to my um, to my channel, and check out my playlists. Yeah. So my playlist, of whatever you're into, there's something for you, and 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 just very informative things. Like I said, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a consultant. My clients are nonprofits um, and organizations. Um, and so I know a little bit about what I know, not a little bit about everything, but a little bit about, you know, just what I know. And so I, but whoever I am, I, I kind of put it out there. So definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can also subscribe to my mailing list by visiting my website, shantajackson.com. Okay. Uh, yeah. Your information will be down in the description. Uh, I'm definitely been checking out her content. Uh, we're probably going to have to make our way to her show. Maybe that's something we can talk about. Definitely had to get her on Echo Chamber. Uh, she has some insightful, introspective, and I know Jay is salivating over this. So I know he's getting ready to talk to me See, about first it. First of all, salivating is an ugly word. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> ecstatic, ecstatic, I'm sorry. Cool, Excited. there we go, there we go. <laughs> you know, um, and uh, you know, um, follow us, make sure you guys like and subscribe to our YouTube channels. As we said, Nishante Jackson's information will be down in the description. Follow us on Instagram at lessrap underscore. Uh, really appreciate the love and support there. Also on Twitter at lessrap2. And we're also on TikTok at lessrap2 also. I also follow Jay Echo. Also uh, follow at philosophical. 
Uh, really appreciate the support you guys have given us. Really appreciate the support of kind of the VR we've done to the page and also YouTube page. Uh, really appreciate everybody. Really appreciate Ms. Shante Jackson for taking time out with us today. Um, and what about you, Jay? Any final words? Uh, my final words are new episodes of the Echo Chamber. Well, new season of the Echo Chamber coming soon. Well, we'll oh, nice, uh, nice, nice. Yeah, well, you'll see. Uh, I'm going to try a different format this season. Um, episodes might be a little shorter. Um, might be a few more guests. Might mix it up a little bit. Nice, nice. And uh, be I nice to have philosophical on there. We, man, we don't. Need that. <laughs> be nice. To have, I mean, be nice to have philosophical on there. Uh, actually, you know what? You you know what? That's what that's what we're doing. Uh, first episode is going. Oh to be man, I got to read some books. That's that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, 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 good. All right, <laughs> okay. So uh, again, really appreciate it. And we out. Peace. Take it easy, y'all. <laughs>